verse. Let's turn there. Romans 11.22 Therefore consider the goodness and severity of God on those who fell severity, but toward you goodness. If you continue in His goodness, otherwise you also will be cut off. Now this scripture here has uh, all of the elements of revival in it. It has the goodness of God and the severity. And remember that the message of revival is in two parts. God's impending judgment together with His goodness. His goodness. And you see in this verse, goodness and severity or judgment. Consider the goodness and severity of God. Something we ought to consider. The goodness and the severity of God. The goodness and the severity are the judgment, you see. Now notice in Romans, the second chapter, and we'll begin reading in the third verse. Romans 2, verse 3. Let's turn there. And do you think this, O man, you who judge those practicing such things, and of course the things he's talking about there are sinful things. You know, one thing I will throw in right here, we'll say it as we go, uh, the only person we're supposed to judge is ourselves. You understand that? Now, I'm not talking about, you know, observing things or, you know, the Bible tells us to, 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 to judge certain things, but this is talking about being judgmental. We, we, we shouldn't be judgmental of people. Or we shouldn't be uh, judging, you know, sin in somebody else's life. We ought to be looking at it in our life. We'll see this again and again as we go, that we ought to be judging ourselves. But he says here, Do you think, O man, you who judge those practicing such things, sinful things, and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God? You know there is a judgment of God. Did you know that? Or do you despise the riches of His goodness? Well, there's the goodness of God. Forbearance and long suffering not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. And, of course, we understand that one of the results of revival is repentance, you see. Verse 5, but in, a, but in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent or unrepentant heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. You need to realize there is a judgment of God and it is a righteous judgment. Whenever God judges, you need to realize this and know this. It's always righteous. It's always right. God never judges anything wrongly. He has never made a wrong judgment. He's never been unfair. Did you hear me? He's never been unfair. He's never been unfair. He's always judged righteously and He always will. Notice the righteous judgment of God. And then verse 6, Who will render to each one according to his deeds. Well, we need to remember that. You know, there's nothing that escapes the eye of God. You know, you can fool a lot of people. You can even fool yourself, but you'll never be able to fool God. Verse 7, Eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality, but those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, or judgment. So, of course, we've been talking about revival over the last many weeks. And we've said again and again the message of revival is in two parts. God's impending judgment along with His goodness. And uh, what it just seemed like we needed to do for the next several services is to cover and look at the judgments of God. The judgments of God... But, but we're not going to look at the major judgments mentioned in Scripture. Now, we've covered those many times over the last many years. I'm talking about the judgment at the cross for mankind's sin. I'm not going to spend time with that. We've spent a lot of time on that. Are the judgment seat of Christ where believers will be judged for their works, whether good or bad. I'm not going to talk about the tribulation judgment. You know, that's the judgment that takes place after the rapture of the church here upon the earth. I'm not going to talk about the judgment of the nations. That's where Jesus judges the nations, you know, after He returns in His second coming. Not going to talk about the great white throne judgment. 
which occurs at the end of the millennial reign of Christ where God judges sinners who have rejected Christ. Not going to talk about the judgment of the fallen angels. So what are you going to talk about? Well, we're going to talk about and center in on God's judgment as it pertains to this life in which we live. This life in which we live. If you think about the judgments that I mentioned, one of them is past. Judgment of mankind's sin at the cross. The other ones I mentioned are future, aren't they? But let's talk about something in the here and the now. Is that all right? The here and the now. How does God judge people, whether sinner or saint, here in this time in which we live? And it's going to take me several services to get through this. I think you'll find it fascinating. And you say, why are you doing this, Pastor? Well, if, if God's judgment is coming to America, and it is, we should know some things about it and be prepared for it. Wouldn't you think that would be good? Uh, now, something else I want to say here, and I'll say it again, no doubt. But you see, when, when a minister gets up and talks about the judgment of God, uh, you know, sometimes, like in Jonah's case, remember, he said, yet 40 days and Nineveh will be overthrown. So that was something that was impending coming to us really quick. 40 days is not that long. Is that correct? But you also need to realize that sometimes when a minister stands up and says judgment is coming... It, it may be years before it comes. It may be years before it comes. You need to realize that. Uh, we, we see that when God gives us time to repent the, as Christians, when, when there's wrong in our lives, and He gives us space or time to repent, sometimes that time, you know, a lot of times, I mean, I thought when I first read about God giving Christians space to repent, I thought he'd give us maybe, you know, a couple of days. No, he could give you as long 40, 50 years to get something right. You know he's long-suffering. Did you know that? I said he's long-suffering. And uh, I remember Brother Hagen tells a story about a, a certain fellow that... Uh, and I don't really remember all the details of it right now, but I remember that the Lord supposedly spoke to Brother Hagen's heart concerning a certain person and... You know, the Lord said to Brother Hagin, uh, actually, I think it had to do with this guy was, was getting ready to, to, to die. The Christian was getting ready to die, and Brother Hagin was there to pray for him. And as he went to pray, the Lord arrested him and said, you know, no, don't pray. I've given him like, you know, 30 years, 35 years, something like that to, to, to repent and get it, get it straightened out. And he never would judge himself. So just let him, you know, him come on home. Now, you see that... that that threw my thinking back there then, but as I've gotten to know God more and studying the Scripture, God is long-suffering, and He'll give us time. And, and, and I, I originally, like I said, when I was a kid, you know, 20-year-old kid, 22-year-old kid reading the Scriptures, I thought, well, you know, space to repent. He's going to give me two days or two weeks. No, He could give you 20, 30, 40 years to get something straight. But I do want to tell you something, that that time will run out. That space to repent will expire at some point. And if you haven't judged yourself in that time, then God will judge you. Did you hear me? Now, if His judgment is coming to America, and it is, we should know some things about it and be prepared for it. Know some things about it and be prepared for it. But, but just because I'm saying that the judgment of God is coming, that doesn't mean it's coming tomorrow or next week or next month. Do you understand that? But it is coming. And uh, I just say that because a lot of times people that, that, that don't know about God's long suffering, his, his long suffering, you know, and you get up and say, well, his judgment's coming and it doesn't happen next week, you'll say, well, he's just a false minister. No. No, not at all. Did you hear me? You know, there's some... Uh, well, just think about it. Those, those judgments that we talked about, the judgment seat of Christ, the tribulation judgment, judgment of the nations, great white throne judgment, judgment of the fallen angels, how many of you believe those are going to happen? Yeah, now, they were prophesied thousands of years ago and they haven't happened yet, have they? 
Did those is did, did those false pro, did those prophets were they false prophets? Did they miss it? No, it just hadn't happened yet. Is that right? Did you get what I just said? Just, so just because I said judgment's coming to America and it is, if it doesn't happen next week or next month, don't 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 get up and say, well, he just he's false and he missed it. No, it could be it could be some time before it hits, but we need to be ready for it. Now it could hit hit next week or next month, but I'm just telling you that if it doesn't, you know, don't be don't don't don't. Well, he just missed it. No. Uh, sometimes God will have a minister stand up and proclaim something years before it happens to, get, to give us time to get ready for it. Did you hear me? You okay? You all right? All right now. But we need to be ready. Now, people often confuse the work of the devil with the judgment of God. Did you know that? I said, people often confuse the work of the devil with the judgment of God. Notice Jeremiah 8 and 7. Jeremiah 8 and 7. I wanted to say that about, you know, what I just said about, you know, judgment not, may not be coming next week or next month. Simply because sometimes people hear things and then they think, well, you know, if they don't see something happen next week or next month, then they become disoriented. You know, uh, Jesus told John 2,000 years ago he was coming quickly. Is that right? Now, is that right? You can read that in the book of Revelation, can't you? But he hasn't come yet, has he? Huh? Well, that's because, how do you explain that? Well, because 2,000 years from Jesus' perspective is just not very long at all. So to him it is quickly. But to you and me it's a long time. See, it'll help you to understand that. You okay? Are you out there? You all right? Now, notice here in Jeremiah 8 and 7, Even the stork in the heaven knows her appointed times, and the turtle dove, the swift, the swallow, observe the time of their coming. But my people do not know the judgment of the Lord. Now, I know in some versions it, it says the law of the Lord, and that certainly may be the main uh, uh, implication of this verse, but the judgment of the Lord... the, the the people of God don't know the judgment of the Lord either. I'll tell you that for sure. And uh, a lot of times things will happen and people will think, even Christians, spirit-filled Christians, people that speak with other tongues, you know, uh, will say, oh, well, you know, that's God, that was just God judging so-and-so, when it wasn't that at all. Did you hear me? Uh, did, did you hear me? Sometimes... Sickness and calamity is a result of the violation of natural laws. Did you hear me? You know, and you violate natural law and then your body breaks down on you and uh, then, then somebody will come along and say, well, that's just God judging them. No, it's not. God didn't have a thing in the world to do with it. It's just that somebody didn't, didn't follow natural law. But again and again, I've heard Christians, I've even heard pastors say, well, so-and-so, God's just judging them. No, you get down to it and you see that the person violated natural laws for years and years and years and then their body broke down on them. Or they violated financial laws for years and years and years and then it just finally caught up with them. The outgo was exceeding the income, there was no budget, and then all of a sudden their finances collapsed. It wasn't the judgment of God, it was just them not following good, wise financial principles, you see. You understand that? Um, well, let's look at Job 1.16. Job 1.16. While you're turning to Job 1, verse 16, now you remember the Lord permitted Satan to do some things to Job. Is that right? And, and, and people have argued why God allowed it for years and years and years. And end of the day, I, I don't 100% sure know why God allowed it, other than my opinion would be, I believe that God was showing the devil that, hey, I've got a man here named Job that's going to serve me no matter what. Going to serve me no matter what. And, of course, Job did serve God no matter what, didn't he? 
And, of course, you understand that, that the Lord allowed Satan to do some things to Job. And notice here in Job 1.16, while he was still speaking, another also came and said, they were bringing report to Job, you know. And notice what he says concerning people not knowing the judgment of the Lord. The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. Well, was that the fire of God that fell on Job's things or was it the devil attacking? It was the devil attacking. Is that right? But here this reporter said it was the fire of God. Now, there again, somebody that doesn't understand or, or maybe new to the things of God will say, well the, well, the Bible said it was the fire of God fell. Yeah, the, it's true the Bible said that, but what that person said wasn't true. Did you get that? Did you get that? Because if you go back and you look and you see in, in, in Job here, it was, you know, yeah, God allowed the devil to do some things, but it was the devil that destroyed. It wasn't God. You okay? And did you get what, what... Yeah, it's true. The Bible says the fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. True, the Bible says that. But, but what this person said wasn't true. It wasn't the fire of God. It was the enemy attacking. Do you understand that? Everything in the Bible is true. Everything in the Bible is true. But you need to realize not everything in the Bible that people said. There's a lot of things that, that Job and Job's friends said. And the Bible records it. And it's true that they said it. But what they said wasn't inspired. Do, do you understand that? And where you get in trouble a lot of times is when people come in and they don't do their studying. And they'll take something that a, a man said in the Bible and he wasn't inspired when he said it. And they'll build a doctrine on it. It's inspired insofar as that it's true that it happened and God recorded it. It's inspired in that sense, but it's not inspired in the sense in that what they said was true. Did you, did you get what I just said? Are you, are you out there? Did you get that? You need to understand that now. So you see, it, it's true that the guy said the fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep, the servants, and consumed them. It's true that he said that, but what he said wasn't true. It wasn't the fire of God that did it. It was the devil that destroyed. Now, I'll give you a scripture that will help you. It's a good, excellent rule of thumb. Go to John 10.10. 10. John 10.10. 10. John 10.10. 10. The thief, Jesus said, does not come except to what? Steal, kill, and to destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So if it's stealing, killing, or destroying, God's not behind it. Is that right? I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Okay? You all right? That's just a good rule of thumb to go by. Now, notice in Revelation 2.10. Revelation 2.10. Look at this. Revelation 2.10, are you turning? Do not fear any of the, now, now, Jesus is warning this church here. And he says, do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil's about to throw some of you in prison. But now, you see, if people didn't realize the judgment of the Lord, they'd think maybe that those Christians might have sinned or missed it and that God was judging them. But yet we know that in this case, and we'll get in and look at these churches at a future, in a future session and the judgment that came to the churches in Revelation, but Jesus said the devil's going to do it. Is that right? So you, it, what, I'm, what I'm trying to get at is, is that you need to realize the judgments of the Lord. I'm going to give you God's MO for judgment here, method of operation for judgment here in just a minute. I think it'll be helpful to you. But while I'm on this, I, I, let me just say, throw this at you. The attack on 9-11... The attack on 9-11. There were some big name ministers said that that was the judgment of God. No, that was not the judgment of God. 
Did you hear me? That was an attack of the devil. Now, did you hear me? I said it was an attack of the devil. That was not the judgment of God. Okay? God don't, doesn't operate that way. A tornado coming through and ripping the living daylights out of a city and killing a bunch of people. God doesn't operate that way. Didn't Jesus rebuke the storm? Huh? Is Jesus going to rebuke something that His Father sent? No. This planet is in a fallen state. Did you realize that? Therefore, you're going to have earthquakes. You're going to have tsunamis. You're going to have these, you're going to have tornadoes and these things. Do you understand that? So don't be real quick to say, oh, well, that earthquake happened, killed all those people. It just, it, it, it's, it's God judging them because they had an alliance with the devil from years back. Look, earthquakes are going to happen because we live, this planet is in a fallen state. You understand that. So don't, I mean, I just encourage anybody, don't be real quick to just, shoot your mouth off and say, well, God just judged them. How many of you know God's not in the stealing, killing, or destroying business? Is that right? But yet you'll hear seasoned ministers, and I'm not knocking the ministers. I mean, I've missed it, you know. <laughs> but I, seasoned ministers, well, you know that earthquake just came there and just, you know, wiped them out because if you trace it back, they had an alliance that country had an alliance with the devil from way back and that's God judging them come on now come on doesn't fit God's MO God's not in the killing stealing and destroying business yeah but such and such minister on television I don't care what they're, if, where they're at or what their name is we need to stick with the word of God I don't care what I say you stick with the word of God did you hear me amen yeah, but the teacher in the Bible study said, well, be careful about these teachers in Bible studies. Be careful. Who are they submitted to? Do they go to church regularly? Amen. If they're having a Bible study instead of going to church, uh, then they're not submitted to the local church. Did you ever notice Jesus said, I'm building my church, I'm not building my Bible study? You better check up on who's teaching your Bible study. Are they rebellious? Huh? Are they submitted to a local church? Are they submitted to a pastor? Do they serve in the local church? If they don't, I'd get out of that Bible study. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Amen. Also, something else you need to realize. I think we're going to find this interesting. I have some interesting things to share with you over the next several, and we're going to pick right up on Sunday and go Sunday, Wednesday, until we get through this. Because we're in the midst of revival. Amen. What are you preaching here tonight? I'm preaching the message of revival. Yeah, but aren't you supposed to be doing back somersaults and flipping and rolling? Absolutely not. That's not the message of revival. What's the message of revival? God's impending judgment along with His what? His goodness. Amen. Amen? We're on the judgment part here tonight. You also need to realize that sometimes the wages of sin hit somebody. Look at Romans 1.27. Romans 1.27. Romans 1.27. Romans 1.27. Likewise also the men, it's talking about homosexuals here, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful. And there's another verse in here that talks about women leaving the natural use and, you know, lesbianism and so on. It's, it's all in here in Romans 1, but I'm just using this one verse here. Notice, and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. And, you know, I mean, this is just my, this is my opinion. But, you know, somebody said one time, well, AIDS is, is a judgment from God. No, I don't believe that it is. And much could be said, but I don't believe it's a, it's a judgment from the Lord. I personally believe it's receiving in themselves the penalty of their error. 
The wages of sin is death. And that does affect, I know this has affected some innocent people, and I, and I don't want to get into that side of it, but I'm just saying as a general rule here, you know, something hits somebody, and all of a sudden, well, it's the judgment of God. It may not, you know, it's the wages, it could be what? The wages of sin is what? Is death. And that doesn't mean, see, that death there doesn't necessarily mean like they're dead and now they're in the coffin, their body's in the coffin. It means a death, sickness, disease. You understand? Uh, that's what that word death means there. Okay? And, and it, could, it could mean, you know, what we would think of as, you know, where their life has ended here on the earth. Now, let, let me give you God's M.O. You know what an M.O. is? If you're taking notes, this is God's M.O., His method of operation in judgment. His method of operation in judgment. And this is the way he works concerning the sinner and the believer. But I will show you as we go through this, the next several services, that God deals with the sinner differently than he deals with the saint when it comes to judgment. And we'll see that as we go. But let me give you God's MO, his method of operation in judgment. First thing, if you're taking notes, you want to write this down. Warning is given before judgment. Warning is given before judgment. So if God's behind it, warning is given before judgment. Did you get that? He warns. He doesn't just come in and, and just bang. He warns. He'll have a minister stand up, you know. And then the second thing, God typically informs what the judgment will be. And then thirdly, He gives time to repent. God doesn't want to have to judge anybody. So He gives time to repent. You see that in that church over there in the book of Revelation. He gave that woman, the pastor allowed her to teach, and she brought false doctrine and error to the congregation and was causing sexual sin and, 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 and just all kinds of just goofing the church up. And, and uh, Jesus said, I gave her space or time to repent, and she repented not. See, he gives time to repent. This is a good scripture to write down. I'm just going to quote it. You can look it up later. We'll turn to it in another session. 1 Corinthians 11.31. 1 Corinthians 11.31 says, If we judge ourselves, we'd not be judged. God doesn't want to judge anybody. He takes no pleasure in having to judge anybody. But he, there is a severe side, judgmental side to Him. Uh, this scripture just came up in me. It, 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 remember, uh, his, his mercy, His anger is but for a moment his mercy endures for ever so what we're looking at here is just in that little moment of his judgment but i'll tell you what i don't want any part of that even that little moment of his judgment do you understand that there is a severity to god so what does he do first? He warns. Secondly, he will typically inform what the judgment will be. Then time to repent will be given. Here's something else you need to know. Number four, upon repentance, upon somebody judging themselves, that judgment is stopped. And then finally, if, there's, if that time elapses and there's no repentance then God judges. And an excellent example is found, go real quickly to Jonah chapter 3. Go over to Jonah chapter 3. Go there real fast, please. Jonah chapter 3. Go there. Verse 1, The word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose, went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord, Verse 4, And Jonah began to enter the city first day's walk. Then he cried out and said, Yet 
40 days and Nineveh shall be what? Shall be overthrown. Is warning given? Are they informed what the judgment will be? Yes. And were they given time to repent? It looks like God's M.O. there, doesn't it? Now, in verse 5, and, and you know, you can, you can read, we've read these verses in a previous session, verses 5 on down through verse 9, did Nineveh repent? Yes. They repented. See? And so, and they had revival there, didn't they? God's impending judgment was preached, and one of the results of revival, you see it, they repented. And then notice, upon repentance, God's judgment was stayed. You understand that? Do you see God's M.O. there? Now, look if you would at... Uh, uh, let's go to Genesis 18, verse 25. And I had mentioned to you that God doesn't deal with the sinner the same way He deals with the saint. And... Uh, I want to make this statement that, that we don't see God judging the righteous with the wicked. That would be a good statement to write down if you're taking notes. Um, we see this, Genesis 18, verse 25. Because remember, God was going to judge Sodom, wasn't He? Sodom and Gomorrah. And... Far be it, and then of course he went and met with Abraham, didn't he? And uh, Abraham actually stepped into the place of the intercessor, didn't he? And you know, as he as he was speaking with those three angels, one I believe was actually the Lord, and two of his angels there with him is what I believe. And then in verse twenty-five, Abraham says to God, "Here, far be it from you to do such a thing as this." to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be as the wicked, far be it from you, shall not the judge of all this earth do right. So the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, I will spare all the place for their sakes. Do you see God's heart there? And then, of course, Abraham talked him down to ten. Is that right? And he went, then, then the two angels, the Lord went back up to heaven to two angels, uh, went on in there to Sodom, is that right? And they couldn't find even ten righteous, is that right? And so judgment came. Now, uh, God mentioned to Abraham what he was going to do. And uh, it's interesting, if you look at Genesis 19, verse 21... One of the angels said to Lot, See, I have favored you concerning this thing also, in that I will not overthrow this city for which you have spoken. Hurry, escape there, for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. Now notice, God didn't spare the city but he did spare the righteous, didn't he? And he got the righteous out before he brought judgment. Is that correct? And then when God brought judgment in there, there was nothing left of the city. Is that right? Uh, now then, with that hurricane that came through a couple years ago, Katrina, people said, well, that was, the, that, was, that was the judgment of God. I don't believe it was. <laughs> you just need to look. Some of the most sinful places in Louisiana didn't even get touched. Come on, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out.
We live in a fallen world, don't we? Hurricanes come through there, don't they? You just have to be watchful before you say, well, that was a judgment of God. God did that. You know, God gets blamed for a whole lot of things he didn't do. Huh? You getting anything out of this? I'm not, I'm not boring you, am I? No. He said in verse 22, I cannot do anything until you arrive there. That was Lot, you know. Now notice Exodus 9, 26. Now, of course, much has been said about God getting the church. Now, I want you to listen carefully now to what I'm saying to you. You better listen real carefully to what I'm saying to you now. Much has been said about God getting the church or rapturing the church out of the earth before he judges. And, and, and that's true, all right. Before that great tribulation period of seven years starts, I'm convinced that God is going to rapture the church out before that seven-year tribulation period where God's judgment is poured out upon the earth. But I do believe that God's judgment could begin though not the tribulation judgment, but the judgment of God nonetheless, I do believe that that could begin before the rapture of the church. Amen. Yeah, but wait a minute, Pastor. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. But we'll still be here. Well, so? Were not the Israelites in Egypt when God judged Egypt? Huh? But look right here at Exodus 9.26. Remember, in the land of Goshen, that's where the Israelites were, where the children of Israel were, there was no hail. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> Amen. So can God be judging the world and bringing judgment and keeping us safe in the midst of it? Yeah, I think we'll see that. I think we'll see that. I think we'll see that. I really do. I think we'll see that here in America. In the time on out. I really do. I really do. I really do. I'm not talking now, because I, I, still, I still believe, thoroughly believe, that the church will be raptured out before the, tri the tribulation begins, before God judges the, the tribulation judgment. I believe the church will be raptured out before the tribulation judgment. What I'm talking about is that God's God could bring judgment to this nation and we still be here, uh, but us being here, could He protect us in the midst of it? Yes. yes. And in Exodus 12, 13, notice Exodus 12, 13. Now the blood shall be assigned for you on the house where you are, and when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. <laughs> and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you. When I, when I, notice, when I strike the land of Egypt. Amen. Did you see that? Now the blood shall be assigned for you. On the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike, that's his judgment, the land of Egypt. So were the people there when God brought judgment? Were God's people in the land when he brought judgment to the land? Yes, but he protected them. Is that right? So could God bring judgment to America while we're still here? Yes. He sure could. But in the midst of it, He'd protect us. Let me ask you this. Did Noah live in an evil and adulterous generation? Yeah, he did. And, and did God judge the whole earth with, with Noah and his family in it? 
Yes, he did. But, but he had Noah prepare a, 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 an ark. Is that right? And Noah's called a preacher of righteousness. And there's no doubt that he, he warned and warned and warned. And I'm thoroughly convinced anybody could have got on that ark that wanted to. And he was out there for, I believe, over a hundred years, building and building and building, preaching and warning. There's a flood coming, there's a flood coming, there's a flood coming. And you know, God didn't have to get Noah or rapture Noah out before the flood came. The flood came, Noah was here, but God spoke to Noah well before the flood ever showed up for Noah to prepare and get ready for it to prepare and get ready for it. And then the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, by faith, by faith, Noah, being warned of God, moved and prepared an ark and got ready by which he and his household was saved. Amen. Amen. Even as Noah was warned by me, saith the Spirit of the Lord, and prepared and got ready, for he was warned that judgment was coming. And he was warned in advance. And he stood up and he preached righteousness and gave everyone fair warning of my impending judgment. And so he moved and prepared and got ready and prepared that which saved he and his family from my judgment. So I have warned you, saith the Spirit of the Lord, that judgment shall come to this land, but prepare as Noah did. Prepare and get ready. Move by faith. Begin to move now. Don't wait, but begin to move now and prepare yourselves. Prepare yourselves. Ready yourselves. Get ready, saith the Spirit of the Lord, for judgment is coming to this land. Be ready. Be ready. Watch and be ready and be prepared and move by faith. Remember, faith prepares. Get ready. Be prepared. Be prepared. Get ready. Walk close to me. Stay close to me. And then when the judgment comes, you'll be protected, saith the Spirit of the Lord, for my hand is upon you, and I'll let no evil come nigh your dwelling. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God forevermore. Glory to God. Evil there meaning judgment, you know. Hallelujah, praise God. Praise God. Now, you see, the Spirit of God got a hold of my tongue. Now, that's all right, isn't it? Now, is that all right? Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. Praise God forevermore. Well, we need to listen to the Spirit of God. I said we need to listen to the Spirit of God. We need to prepare and get ready. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just like Noah. He prepared and got ready. We need to prepare and get ready. Amen. And then I'll just say this as I close. God judges people individually or as a group. Did you know that? Stay stirred up, saith the Spirit of the Lord. Stay stirred up, stay stirred up. Don't be discouraged by those around you who aren't uh, 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 endeavoring to stay stirred up. Uh, but you stay stirred up. Stir up the gift of God that's within you. You stay stirred up. You stay stirred up. You stay stirred up. You stay stirred up. You keep yourself stirred up. Keep your fervency and expectancy at a high, high level. For the enemy has sent out on assignment demonic power to bring oppression and depression to try to beat you down and to try to keep you low. But don't 
uh, uh, yield to that, but keep yourself stirred up. Praise me, saith the Spirit of the Lord. Worship me and praise me. And as you do, that will still the avenger and discourage him. And then my glory shall come in and dwell amongst the praises of my people. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Hanskaradangagagaoka. Many have turned aside in this hour from frequenting the house of God on a regular basis. But mark it down, saith the Spirit of the Lord, when I move through this land, they'll return to the house of God. And ministers who have moved away will remember the power of God and some will come back and return and preach the oracles of God. And sinners that will yield in that hour will have the opportunity to come and come and fill the house of God and worship me in that hour. And I'll receive them And you receive them. And let them find you doing what they should have been doing all along. But don't put them down. Receive them and love them. Sayeth the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Spirit of God just got a hold of my tongue. Got a hold of me there. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. It's been just a little while since I floated in this here uh, uh, but that's fine amen that's what the spirit of God wants hallelujah praise God amen 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 praise God hallelujah praise God praise God hallelujah praise God it's a ministry of tongues with interpretation hallelujah praise God glory to God amen amen um So God judges people individually or as a group. I'll close with this. The Spirit of God will let me. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes he'll hold an entire group of people accountable because of one person's sin. Now, prove that, Pastor. All right, think about Israel and Achan. Remember Achan? How many remembers Achan? One man in the camp. And, he, he, and, and the Bible says that he, 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 he you see what it was is, is Jericho, all, it really gets into the tithe is what it gets into. And he, he touched the tithe, didn't he? Didn't he? At Jericho, all the spoil of that city was supposed to go in the treasury of the Lord. Is that right? Is that correct? And Achan, he stole the tithe, didn't he? Huh? And he hid it among his own stuff. Doesn't that what the Bible says? And so Israel went in and they defeated at the hand of God, Jericho, and then they went up against that little bitty old Ai and they just got, they got, they got trounced. And so the man of God, Joshua, went before the Lord and, 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 and where it all came down to is, is that there was one person in the camp that had, had sinned, had touched the tithe, huh? And, and, it, and, it, and it cost the whole camp of Israel, didn't it? Can one person doing wrong in the midst have that much effect? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be something if we could get a whole group of people together, everybody were tithers and givers and endeavored to live right and and endeavored to not gossip and endeavored to walk close to God? Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? And everybody, all one in agreement, no gossiping, no, no email gossiping. Wouldn't that be wonderful? No text message gossiping. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Just everybody flowing in line with the Word of God. There's, our enemies couldn't stand in front of us, couldn't stand before us. They'd fall at our side. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Now then, what we'll do on Sunday is we'll put, pick up Go to this verse. We'll close right here. Hebrews 10.30. We'll pick up with the Lord judging His people. For we know Him... For we know Him who said... Yeah, I'll, I'll say that. 
For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And again, now get this, the Lord will judge who? His people. The Lord will judge His people. So we'll pick up right there. I think you'll find it interesting. The Lord will judge His people. Uh, what, what the Spirit of God wanted me to remind you of is, you know, a, a man or a woman giving a prophecy or, 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 or tongues with interpretation, like I just did here a few moments ago, uh, uh, the Bible says despise not prophesying. Is that right? And, and, and so, so if it's the Spirit of God talking, then we ought to give heed to it. Is that right? Is that right? But, but what he wanted me to remind you of again was this. Anything that's said through an individual, including me, your pastor, I don't care who it is, you always judge it in, against what? The written Word of God. Now, the Spirit of God can't miss it, but when He's flowing through a human vessel, that human vessel can miss it. So you need to, you need to anything anybody prophesies or anything I teach, you need... Now, now be watchful. You've got to be watchful in this because I've seen people do that and they get a judgmental spirit about them and they start judging every nitpicking, 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 nitpicking. Keep that old nasty spirit off of you. And don't hang around with a bunch of nitpickers because that old nitpicking thing will get right off on you. It'll jump right off on you and you'll, start, you'll become a nitpicker yourself. Did you hear me? So don't hang around with a bunch of nitpickers. You understand that? So don't be a nitpicker. But you need to judge what's said against the Word of God. And then also, too, don't ever put anything I prophesy or anybody else prophesy, don't put that ahead of the Word of God. I pray, God, that we have a congregation around here that gives more heed to the prophecies of the Word of God than something that a man prophesied, including Brother Hagin. You know there are some people can quote you all of Brother Hagin's prophecies, but they can't, they can't, they, they barely know John 3.16. There's something wrong there. Did you, get, did you get what I just said? Well, there's a lot of rich stuff coming out here tonight. I hope you're getting it. Are you getting it? All right, ushers come. We'll receive tithes and offerings. We'll pick up here on Sunday. Don't miss it. It's going to be good. Amen? Praise God. If you need an envelope,